the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. So far, the outcome of the Brexit vote is leaning towards remaining. It brings up the song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? When you hear UK politicians say this could be our Independence Day, um, I'm just not smart enough to figure this out. There's some flooding going on and there's some issues at the polls. So, um, I don't know. (laughs) We'll talk about that a little bit later and throughout the show for sure. But Wall Street's definitely focused on it. Um, There's a couple countries that would obviously get hurt quite a bit. Um, and there's some that would, you know, thrive from it. A Brexit-involved sell-off would create a lot of value, in my opinion. So it's D-Day for the Brexit vote. When all the votes are tallied by the end of Thursday, investors around the world will know that the United Kingdom is staying or going. Um, the risk is what seemed like a long shot not too long ago, a vote to exit the EU, better known as the Brexit if it actually became a reality and, you know, what would that mean to the 28 nation economic uh, unions or countries that remain in the union? Still, you know, the aftershocks of staying or going could play out in the next couple of days. But it's expected if, it, if they stay, markets go higher worldwide. So we pay attention to that today. Global equity markets are higher based on this today. So European markets, Asian markets, oil and copper prices are higher. Um, the British pound and the euro are up solidly against the dollar. The safe haven yen is reeling against major currencies. Closer to home, the preordained conclusion has manifested in the market going higher. It is our manifest destiny. 
Which, for the record, I think we need an Abigail Adams Broadway musical. Someone should get working on that immediately. Hamilton was good, but Abigail Adams, she rocked it. We need a hip-hop Abigail Adams. Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. For the record, I have nothing but dislike for Broadway musicals. But Abigail Adams helped shape uh, our Constitution, writing to her husband letters that were maintained and preserved. Uh, A woman helped shape the Constitution, even though women couldn't vote. So, I like that. So, get on it, people. Get on it, creative people. Make make a billion and then leave me like half a million in your retirement or something. Your will. Um, let's see what else can I get at today. The market has some initial claims to digest. The report was a good one. The initial claims for the first time jobless rate, i.e. you've been unemployed, go uh, collect unemployment. It fell by 18,000 to 259,000. The four-week moving average dipped by 2,250 to 267,000. Um, that's 68 straight weeks below 300,000. It's one of those records that goes way back that, you know, we're pretty impressed with it. It's a 43-year low. And I know you're saying, well, what was 43 years ago? It was like early 70s, right? can't even pick what, you know, hit song would be in 1973, but it probably was pretty crappy, because <laughs> back then, rock music was pop music, or rock music was today's soft uh, pop. I don't know any other way of saying that, other than it was awful then, and it's awful now. Like, leaving on a jet plane, don't know when I'll be back again. That was rock and roll. Seriously? Um, What do we have here? So the first-time unemployment claims and the continuing claims is something the Federal Reserve will look at, you know, as we get past, as we work through the summer. And, you know, we'll get an earnings season in there. Plus we'll get um, Brexit. Do they stay or do they go? Some of the things we're going to look at are jobs. Um, Housing numbers, of course. Um, They're not going away anytime soon. Uh, but as we look at some of this data, we'll get like a, a little bit more finite feel for what we think the Fed should do. But then it's up to the Fed to do it. Like we could finalize it in our own head. Um, but it's tough to say if anyone's going to believe it other than us, if that makes any sense. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Macy's has announced a new CEO succession plan. New home sales declined 6% to 551,000. 6%, that's a pretty big decline. New home sales median price fell in May, but it's 1% higher versus year ago levels. So short term, it looks like some gas is coming out of the new home sales. Um, Something we will pay attention to. There's no doubt about it. Uh, new home sales decline in May, an ex- unexpected pullback after an outsized jump. So, again, that's one of the reasons why you look at data, not just in a one-month period, but in a three-month period or as a trend. So, last month we had a, a huge boom. This month it pulled in a bit. Uh, 
So and it could be something as simple as, you know, uh, a new home builder saying, okay, we're going to run a special in the month of April. And it runs out end of April, you get free granite countertops. But May 1st, no more free granite, and that could pull sales forward a month. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Fiat Chrysler's recalling Maseratis over a gearbox issue. Um, <laughs> a little too late for one Hollywood actor. Uh, the Maserati division of Fiat Chrysler is recalling 13,000 luxury vehicles with confusing gearboxes that have been cited as the source of a much bigger recall involving 1.1 million Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler Sport Utility vehicles and sedans. So you don't think of Maseratis as cars that have problems, do you? My Maserati does 185. Boom, boom. Joe Walsh, remember the Eagles? Uh, crazy, bat poop crazy um, from all the drugs that he did. So, entertainingly so, though. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Other big stories of note today. Um, Citigroup and Costco, they're having some problems. Citigroup received 1.5 million customer calls in two days. You might remember that Citigroup has taken over as the credit card for Costco. Um, lots of complaints about the new card. Uh, people saying they endured lengthy wait times and had trouble activating accounts. Costco, the world's largest wholesale club, told customers that the bank is working to deal with a deluge of calls about the new Costco Anywhere Visa card. Um, high levels of interest has caused you know, a, a less than smooth rollout. But I love Americans because we will actually get you know, angry and we'll create drama over... Can we activate our credit card on time and or not? Um, that's the American way. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Uh, we can talk Tesla, we can talk investments, we can talk Social Security, whatever you want. Give me a call, 800 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. San Francisco is going for a soda tax after victory on health warnings. Uh, Philadelphia just went after a soda tax and got it put in. Um, I think that's pretty interesting that Philadelphia beat San Francisco or, you know, considerably more liberal cities out there. San Francisco is going to have a second chance to vote on whether to tax soda after officials last week added the measure to a November ballot. Um, the move follows the city's legal victory last month after the soda industry, which tried to halt its effort to introduce warnings on advertisements for beverages with added sugar, uh, noting that they contribute to obesity, diabetes, and tooth decay. 
Um, it's so much easier to tax a sin, smoking, um, is obviously one of the easiest ones to go after alcohol. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, food and beverage and things that cause our kids to get oompa loompa fat. So we have to have minivans because we can't drive kids around in cars anymore because they're too big. Um, should the taxes be approved in San Francisco and Oakland, two large cities with vastly different demographics, the cause could gain significant nationwide momentum. So we are a leader in the nation. And like I said, I'm a little disappointed that Philadelphia did it, and they did it in a pretty cool way, where a good portion of the money raised in taxes are going to go to local schools and uh, pre-kindergarten and things along those lines, which have been proven to be very useful for children. Um I hate taxes. I, you know, I know they're a necessary evil, but also I think controlling spending, it's like you, you know, I, I want you to get higher income, but I also want you to watch what you're spending on, but I also want you to have some savings. We as a nation don't do so good in column number two and column number three when it comes politically speaking. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial. In particular, we're going to bullet shot into wealth preservation and retirement planning. We do seminars on this very exact set of topics. Um, part of the word of wealth preservation, retirement planning, is planning. How do you go about planning, and what does that look like, Chad? Well, you know, a big step in planning when it comes to wealth management is um, determining how wealthy a person is, and that's, again, relative to their expenses, how much wealth do they have. And I really need to sit there with a list of your expenses and your tax return. And, you know, I can calculate what the taxes are. My team can calculate what your ongoing tax issues are. We can look at age 70 when you're forced to draw money out of your IRAs. But I, I, I have to look at the expenses and your tax return so that I can look at what your your overall tax bracket is. And it all comes into play because when I need to first calculate when I'm looking at building a portfolio and whether or not your portfolio is okay, I need to figure out how much you're going to draw from that portfolio each year. And so I need the expenses, I need a tax return, and I need your Social Security statements for you and your spouse if you're married because all of that comes into play. We've got to do those things simultaneously to say, okay, we've got to calculate when is the best time for you to take Social Security. Maybe it's you take it, you file and suspend at 66, your spouse takes a spousal benefit at 66, and then you both switch to your own benefits at age 70 those types of things, it all comes into play when determining how much safe money you need, whether or not you're going to convert a little bit each year from an IRA to a Roth from 65 to age 70, and then how much you're going to be forced to pull out of your IRAs at age 70. It all comes into play to build that portfolio. Now, there's a difference between, in the Bay Area, it's just a dramatic example of this. You and I typically, historically, would have thought someone, you know, think about retirement planning at probably 55 plus in that ballpark right. range, ten, mm-hmm. 10 years, give or take. But sometimes in the Bay Area, people are wealthy enough at age 35, 45. Um, what are the differences with planning young versus the home stretch, and maybe even super wealthy versus wealthy versus going to be wealthy? Right. Well, when it comes to younger people, you've got so many more years of health care expenses, which are inflating at 5 to 6%. And then so many more decades where things can return to the mean. And when I say return to the mean, let's talk about inflation for a moment. 
Right now, inflation is non-existent. We have as much deflationary fears with the printing of money around the world as inflationary fears. And being in this business for 22-plus years and then looking at history, things return to the mean. So if we've had a decade or two of very low inflation, we'll likely in the future have a decade or two of very high inflation. The younger you are, the longer you're going to live off of your wealth, the more chances that you're going to have to to do that. So when you look at simulations of portfolios and and the idea of high inflation, low inflationary environments, building the portfolio correctly to get through those different types of scenarios and being flexible is, is really important. Um, being flexible enough to have you know an idea in your portfolio where okay, if if we do get into an inflationary environment. In my overall portfolio, I want to make sure I have exposure to commodities if we see inflation right now. Not that important. I want to have exposure to tips, treasury inflation protected bonds if inflation comes into play right now. Okay. Not really attractive. So you, you just have to have a much longer term view when you're younger and realize that the risks are higher because your portfolio has to live longer. 30 year old, you know, if your portfolio is earning, you know, over the long run, 7 8% to be conservative. Even though it could be more, it could be less. But let's say you run your numbers at 7%. You know, you need to assume inflation's at 3.5%, which means you don't want to draw more than about 3% of your portfolio if you're in your 30s and you're wealthy. So that you have, your portfolio has to continue to grow until you're in your 60s and 70s so that you have enough money later in life as your income needs will increase with inflation. So just longer-term projections and building a little bit more safety reserves in the portfolio. And that doesn't necessarily be more conservative, because when you're younger, you can afford to take more risk. Um, But also younger people, Rob, I mean, if you retired at 30, if you remember that far back, right? Sure. (laughs) You remember that far back, if you would have had enough money to retire when you were 30, you wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. I would be bored. I would want to do something else. Um, I'd want to build another business. I, you know, entrepreneur spirit. Obviously, I, I'm not going to just sit there idly. So I would have used money for other other investments. And and it's not just stocks and bonds. You got to accumulate other assets, rental properties, um, other businesses, and things like that. Really build a really good net worth that's very diversified. If I retired at 30, I would either have been the most ripped, cut, best in shape guy at the gym and or the fattest piece of poop on the couch. Like, yeah, I would have gone so either. So it's either, yeah. either a meathead or some bingo wings. One of those two? Well, I wouldn't have been a meathead. I would have just been fat. <laughs> so that's my excuse. I don't have time now, right? Anyhow, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. We always have events coming up. You can sign up for them at newfocusfinancial.com. Here's some bad news for old people. The average recipient of Social Security is going to receive a slight increase for Social Security benefits in 2017. Keep in mind, my mom is an old person. Trustees expect money to run out in Social Security sooner than expected. But this year, you're only going to get two-tenths of a percent increase. So if you got a $1,000 check, it's now this year going to be $1,000 in two bucks. Last year, there was no increase. That's not good news for our retirees. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Ben Affleck went on an epic rant yesterday on the very first episode of Bill Simmons' new HBO show on any given Sunday. Ben Affleck, uh, I think, and this is my personal opinion, was clearly drunk. Yeah, you have to check out the YouTube clip. It's out there. Um, the show tapes at 11 a.m., so let's hope he wasn't drunk. But it's pretty epic. Uh, ben Affleck's a Bostonian, and... Let's just say he uses the F word a lot. He said at one point in time about Deflategate, it's the ultimate bull, pucky, effing outrage of sports ever. It's so freaking stupid. He uses the F word. He uses the F word so many times that it became laugh. It's like a drinking game. Um, how bad it was. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? So if you get a chance to check it out, it's a new HBO show, and uh, Bill Simmons is, I think he's darn entertaining, but um, Affleck was fired up. I mean, he was fired up. He had to be, he was slurring a little bit, in my opinion. So check it out. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. California ruled, uh, basically put refiners in limbo due to the crippling heat that Southern California has had in the past week. Uh, California is now warned of power and gas shortages in L.A. It's going to force gasoline prices higher throughout the summer. That stinks. Um, San Francisco is going for that soda tax, like I said. I think that's a pretty good idea. George Hamilton. Uh, he's famous for having a suntan, right? So KFC has hired him to be the new Colonel Sanders for their fried chicken uh, on their extra spicy chicken. Uh, Jim Gaffigan's still going to do the normal original recipe after KFC brought up Norm MacDonald and Daryl Hammond. This is the fourth colonel now. Uh, there will eventually be a, a female colonel. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And uh, maybe a, a colonel of color, no doubt. What they really, really want to do is try to show you that their food is real and that it doesn't come from like a 12-legged chicken. Um, just saying. Google bought a high-speed Internet company to help wire the United States. The company's really good at going into apartment buildings with multiple units and wiring those, so Google clearly not going backing off yet on the high-speed Internet service provider angle. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, and chit-chat a little bit about the mortgage market. Tony now? Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, one of the big questions I think people have on a regular basis is points or no points, um, because some of the jargon in your business isn't some of the jargon in my life. Um, so, and people get a little intimidated by it, and uh, ultimately, let's talk about it. Sure. Uh, a point is is a percentage of the loan amount. So, if you're going to do a mortgage transaction and the lender's asking you to pay one point, and you have a $500,000 loan, you're going to pay $5,000 in additional fees for that interest rate. So, the and it just gets wrapped in the loan, and it, it and it can get rolled in the loan. But if you're purchasing a house and you're paying a point, that comes as cash or additional cash out of your pocket. So a lot of people who are buying a house will use what they call negative points, where, where, and that's actually a credit or a rebate that can help you pay for closing costs. We see that more often on a purchase as opposed to a refinance, where if you have enough equity in the house and you're looking at a, at a 
spreadsheet and it shows a bunch of interest rates and it says negative one, negative half, zero, then it's one, two, three, and so on. The lower the rate, the higher the cost. So if you're looking at that going, well, I can get three and a half percent interest rate, but it cost me one point. But then you look at your loan and, and your equity and you say, well, I can just roll this in. And it, and it usually, and I'll say 99% of the time, by paying points will give you the lower interest rate because you have, I'm sorry, the lower payment because you have the lower interest rate. So you, you definitely have to look at the one most important factor, and that's the payback period. For example, if you pay $5,000 for one point, and you lower your interest rate, which lowers your payment, but your payment only drops $50 a month, it's going to take you you know, a certain amount of months to pay that $5,000 back. If you sell or refinance within that payback period, then it doesn't make sense. So you have to really pay attention to that. I've seen more often that in this market where rates are low, we're not seeing a lot of people paying points because they're already getting a low interest rate or a lower interest rate than they've uh, expected over the last 10, 15 years. Um, What's nice about it is there's a, a payoff window <clears throat> where you can right. say, Rob, in three years and six months, you'll be happy you did this. You'll have saved your money. Right. And that's important to me because I hate this whole process. I hate the process of buying a car. I hate the process of buying a house. I hate the process of um, getting gas unless I could pay at the pump. I, I just hate people. I don't like the process. I don't like the stress. And I've said to you numerous times when I'm doing alone, um, just tell me what to do. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't tell me everything. Tell me, you know, points or no points. Fine. I'm good. Trust you. It it can get complicated, uh, and usually on the borrower's side. Um, it, hopefully, you have a, a loan officer that can explain it uh, in a nice spreadsheet. I, I offer a nice spreadsheet that shows the rate and the payment and then a payback period, and I've been doing that for years because it, it, just, it sums it down to one simple um, number, and that's your payment. And if you like that payment and you like that interest rate and you have enough equity, then it works. And you can, and as long as that payback period works for you, then it makes sense. Um, it can be that easy. A lot of people, you know, but things change in your lives. Um, uh, people move. They may turn the house into a rental. Um, they, they may give the, the house to another family member. So a lot of things can change over that period of time. So a lot of people are kind of adverse to paying points. Um, uh, it's, it's especially when the majority of the banks that are out there loaning money offer interest rates that don't have points tied to them because they it's such, it, it they've they've coined it as such a taboo word or a taboo type of transaction that people when somebody offers points they they kind of stray away from it when in reality points can make more sense than not paying points yeah it's just it stinks because there's not a it stinks because it's just not our jargon <laughs> And again, if you were to say, Rob, if I'm going to give you a better rate, but it's going to take you three and a half years to pay it off, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to probably live there five or ten years, hopefully, maybe 15 or 20. It's a no-brainer. Right. But it's not always that way. It isn't. Um, you know, when it does, it does come down to numbers, and, a lot, and thankfully a lot of people have learned some lessons over the last ten years, um, that numbers do really uh, speak volume here. And if I was to show you that a lower interest rate with one point gave you, you know, saves you – $10,000 over a five-year period as opposed to not paying points, then that's going to be the magic number for you. Um, so when it's all said and done, you just have to trust your loan officer and, and, and run the numbers and make sure it, it's compatible with you. Very good. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Again, he's done numerous loans for me, and he's done the points conversation where I actually don't have to think. He just says, do this, trust me. I like lenders like that. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
One of the business lessons that I learned early in life was it's far easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. I think it's one of the reasons that I became successful. Um, I'm not telling you to be a rebel completely, but I've seen a good friend of mine recently sent an email or a letter to his landlord and said, hey, do you mind if I lock my bicycle up in the common area, you know, under the steps? And the landlord came back with, absolutely, you cannot do that. What starts as a bicycle might you know, end up being something crazier and different. Um, had he just parked his bicycle down there and locked it, probably wouldn't have been a problem. Um, another lesson that I, I learned was that faking it just isn't the best way to get about life. You need to have courage. You need to have truth. You need to be comfortable that you're always going to be strong. Um, don't play small. Play big. Um, as I've gotten older, I've, I, I no longer want to, you know, own a company that does X in revenue. I want to just not blow it. But when I was younger, I was like, grow, grow, grow. You have time. You can live in a cardboard box. You can sing a song to your girlfriend, wife, or whomever, even though we ain't got money. I'm still in love with you, honey. Every single day. Blah, blah, blah. blah. But it's so true. I think the very first true love of mine in life I was trying so hard to succeed, so, so hard. And, you know, I kept the business isolated from her, but it spilled over into her. Um, I was trying to be perfect in so many ways, and uh, that's not the way to do it. So um, all she wanted to do was sit on the couch, eat corn chips, and, you know, watch TV. Or She was an artist, so she could have, you know, I could have taken my sock off and she would have drawn my foot. She was uh, pretty easy. So uh, go big when you're young because you can love is much simpler when you're young. When you get older and there's kids involved and there's retirement issues and do you buy a house or a beach house or do you go on vacation to Mexico or do you no longer like Mexico and you only want Hawaii or do you no longer want Hawaii and you want Fiji? Can you find Fiji on a map? Uh, when you're young, all you need is each other and aim big with your business. I typically recommend couples, one be an entrepreneur and one be, uh, you know, a sellout. Works for Cisco or works for IBM or some big company. Um, in large part, the big company is going to have great healthcare benefits, great benefits overall. Um, and the small business, the startup, is going to have great write-offs. And that will make you a pretty good, powerful company uh, as far as uh, lovers or uh, marriages go. I think that's the best way to go, but that's me. I think if you ever start a business, I think you should get some contracts going, either with your loved ones or with your business partners, so that everything's pretty darn clear. So failure does not come from falling down. Failure comes from not getting back up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
Howdy, howdy. I've seen Peter Gabriel in concert a couple times. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Investors have adopted a risk-on posture with the Brexit vote underway. How's it going? Latest polls indicate a narrow lead for the Remain camp. Heavily weighted financials and industrials lead today. Weakness in utilities. Oil has rebounded, and there's a softening in the dolero. Um, the markets, S&P Dow, Jones Industrial Average 30, and the NASDAQ all higher, nicely higher. Oil, higher. Gold, lower. Um, Russell 2000, small cap companies, higher. So small cap companies don't really have much exposure to Britain and China. Um, ooh, ooh. Uh, where are we on the tenure? Why am I not seeing that today? Do, 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 do. Huh, I don't see it. I'll have to find that a little later. Oh, there, there she is. Nope. 1.711. Okay. <laughs> so. Sometimes it's sound effect overkill. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, crude oil has recovered from last session's losses after yesterday's EIA petroleum data. So, trading just under or just above $50 a barrel today. Natural gas is plummeting. Larger than expected build compared to consensus expectations. Gold drifts lower despite a drop in the dollar index ahead of the Brexit vote. I can't understand why anyone would want to own gold. Uh, and I've been doing this long enough that I'd put my money where my mouth is if anyone else wants to put their money where their mouth is. And I know where my mouth has been. You probably don't want to put your money there. So just between you and me, um, yucky, yucky, yucky is all I'll say. Um Let's see. Telecom shares are doing well today. Telecom space is hitting a fresh multi-year high. Typically, these companies have pretty nice dividends like AT&T and Verizon, Level 3, SBA Communications, Frontier, Sprint, uh, Vonage, and others. Um, so that's considered a kind of a safety trade because you would have to pry from my dead fingers my cell phone, right? That's kind of the nation we're living in. The idea of prying a gun from your dead fingers is no longer as true as prying a cell phone. So I know you're saying you're taking a shot at gun control, aren't you? You kind of am. So new offering, a uh, cloud software company called Twilio. Um, it priced at $15 last night. It opened at about $24. So we haven't had a lot of IPOs this year. Um, so that's good to see how much... Um, appetite for risk there is. The new home sales backtracked in the month of May, declining 6% month over month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 551000 The downturn in May featured a 33.3% decline in sales in the Northeast, although every region experienced a sales drop with the exception of the Midwest. Uh, notably, the South and the West, the two biggest regions for new home sales, saw declines of Almost 1% in the South, but almost 15.6% in the West. Um, with a slower pace in May, the inventory of new home sales jumped to a 5.3-month supply from a 4.9-month supply. 
and the median price for a new home is 290,400 doleros. Um, sometimes new houses kind of like make me sad. I know you're saying, what are you talking about? Well, have you ever been like driving to Tahoe and you're like, I'm going to stop and get a Slurpee or I'm going to stop and get a sandwich. And you stop and it's this new town and you see all these new homes going up and there's like no trees. I'm like, what's missing? Oh yeah, trees. Uh, the details of the report on new home sales reveal a weakening of new home sales at higher price points. To give you an example, there was a drop in the percentage of new homes sold at price points range between 374 750,000. So if you were a home between 300,000 and 750,000, there was a drop of new homes sold. There was a slight increase in homes priced at 750,000 and over. So for the very high end, there was uh, prices between 200 and 300,000 accounted for 33% of new homes sold in May versus 27% in April. So people are going for the cheaper. And uh, good God, when you're talking about $300,000 homes, is, is that, can we really use the word cheap? Cheap, 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 cheap. That's my television bosses. I work in a bird sanctuary. Cheap, 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 cheap. Um, elsewhere out there, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Actually, I'm one of those people I can't really complain about my radio or television bosses. Uh, when it's all over, it's all over, and I've had a good run, and I appreciate everyone in, in the process. So, uh, SEC confirms agreement for Merrill Lynch to pay $415 million for misusing customer cash and putting customer securities at risk. So, the SEC is out there, and this is a story that's not going to make headlines. Uh, maybe if Bernie Sanders were yelling about it, maybe. Uh, maybe if there was, you know, uh, Occupy movement. But the SEC investigation found that Merrill Lynch violated the SEC's customer protection rule by misusing customer cash that rightfully should have been deposited into a reserve account. Instead, Merrill Lynch engaged in complex option trades that lacked economic substance and artificially reduced the required deposit of customer cash in the reserves. So, uh, Merrill Lynch has agreed to pay a $10 million penalty to settle charges that it was responsible for misleading statements and offer materials provided to a retail investor for structured notes. Uh, so 200, that's a pretty big day. Uh, that's not good. So uh, $415 million plus dollars. So elsewhere out there, BlackBerry is climbing today after reporting losses. But, you know, they're trying to get out of the hardware business and the software business. And I just can't believe I just talked about BlackBerry. I, I kind of want to die. Um, that is such an old story, I feel like really old. You can find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.